Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our man Kim McCusick joins us in studio. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ravens coming off a 37-3 beatdown. We can talk offense, but defense. Last week we we asked, was Geno Stone a product of the system? Um, and you can argue that. But the play that he made on that interception, Ken, that wasn't system. That was instinct. He came off of a route, saw the play happen, and I love the camera angle because you saw his movement. That was all instinct. Yeah, he's great, natural, loose bracket safety. Uh, spends time uh, uh, trying to play the overthrow rather than go to the middle of the body of the of the offensive player, which is something a lot of safeties have a problem with. Uh, but he's just terrific. And uh, right. he's, he's having a great year. Um, I think – you know, you hear whispers now or, or ramblings really on Twitter about people thinking maybe he's a defensive player of the year candidate. I think that's far-fetched. Not but... too fast. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we should get into Mitchell Mania right away because, I, I mean, look, a lot. Of, he was a talk at training camp because of his speed, and he, he looked real good. And then, of course, got hurt. 138 yards, uh, you know, nine or fewer carries. Yeah. He had two, would he have a 40 and a 60? I mean, it was it was some day he had, and it looks like they got a deal for an undrafted free agent. Oh, yeah. He, he looks like the real deal. You know, what, the thing that surprised me most about the day was the power he ran with. It, it, he, he was running through tackles, has terrific contact balance. Um, looked like Jamal Lewis out there, not some shifty little speed back yeah. who, who that's his only, you know, thing. Uh, that was just really impressive. Eight missed tackles forced on nine carries, uh, as PFF had it. To put that number in context, the, the league leaders right now have 33 missed tackles forced for the year, and they've done it in 137 and 151 carries. So he's on pace for obviously a lot more than that. There's nothing about his pace currently, obviously, that's going to hold up. I don't think we have to argue with that. 132, 138 yards after contact, which is incredible. They gave him a lot of good first contact in level two opportunities, but he made the most of them, and, and uh, he's one of the huge players that the Ravens needed to come through on their roster because in 2024, he's only one of two running backs they have signed. So it's very important that that he play well. What What do you think about the So it's interesting, you know, looking at all the defensive players and the numbers and stats, but I saw this after this week's game that the Ravens rank third all-time out of all teams in DVOA through this point, which, you know, tells you it's one of the best defenses you're going to see statistically. Now, the Patriots graded, I think, number one. That Remember, they came in the Baltimore and got spanked here. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, is, what does that mean to you when you hear that? Because it, a lot of this has to be Mike McDonald. 
Yes, I, th- for, I, I, I do think the scheme is extremely well put together. I think there's probably communication of the scheme is, is part of it. The players certainly praise that element. But what they've done in terms of having playing a deep shell has really made the, the responsibilities of the cornerbacks less, which has really helped. And it's also, when you have eyes on the quarterback, usually the quarterback has to think about whether he's going to make a throw or not, which is going to create more time for the pass rush to get home. And uh, they have a lot of compound events in terms of pressure. They have not had to do a lot in terms of numbers to get people home. So that means they are dangerous as hell in terms of of uh, finding ways to get the quarterback on the ground. Yeah, they're doing a great job with that as well. i got to agree with the Kim Cusick from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. I want to get back to the uh, to the running game and the offensive line. We talk so much about Ronnie Stanley and how you know you can, you can hold him bubble in, in in that fumble by Lamar Jackson. But overall, especially in the run game, this was one of the better jobs by the offensive line on Sunday. Yeah, run and pass blocking, I thought they did really well. Pass blocking that gave a great opportunity set to Lamar, over 50% ample time and space. I'll start with that, even though I know you asked about the run blocking. Right. They gave a lot of good uh, second-level opportunities to the to the running backs for their first contact, which is always good. You know, We saw breakaways uh, of 40, 42, and 60 yards in the game, I think, right? Two by Mitchell, one by, one by Edwards. Uh, so, you know, incredibly effective. They actually knelt down twice at the end of the game, which killed off a 300-yard game. They had mm-hmm. 300, and they, they dropped it to 298. That was a, a bummer kind of seek, being a, a guy who always wants to see the stats work out properly. But, yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the offensive line played very well. McCarry was the guy who really had a game that was way above anything else he'd done this year. Right. Uh, was terrific at right tackle. Who, who's to blame for that? It was it Ronnie Stanley's fault he got strip-sacked? Because he seemed like he just blew right in there. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I just say like because I mean, we're going to talk about Lamar's fumble and ball security. So it's again, I want to just get that out of the way first. But I, this is becoming an issue. I think he's got nine, ten fumbles now this year. Um, how do you, I mean, aside from the strip sack, which I, I couldn't, I guess, couldn't help. The exchange with Hill is the second time that's happened, and he's just he's not been good with the ball. Yeah, I, I think it does seem to be an exchange problem with Hill. Seems to be one of the really big issues because that keeps coming up, and and it uh, the fumbles are going to Lamar because they're not uh, completely received by Hill. I guess they're judging, and and there've been problems there. There've been other times when Hill doesn't really seem comfortable with the mesh in terms of letting the ball go, uh, which is something that Ingram was really expert at. For all the things you know, Mark Ingram wasn't perfect at. Uh, he, he was terrific at really understanding mesh mechanics, and he said you pull it as late as you want. You just have to pull it hard. Um, it's it's a real question. I think Hill's probably going to lose some playing time, by the way, to Mitchell mm-hmm. as, as we move forward. The pass rush, um, you know, we talked about scheme and, and getting after it and what they're able to do. Uh, they didn't make the uh, one of the big trades at the trade deadline. We heard they were in on some guys. Um, ultimately, with the group they have here, how confident are you in them being able to scheme it up week after week? I mean, at some point, we just have to agree that this pass rush is as good as it's been, as good as the results, instead of, Boy, why are they doing this? They've got to come back down to earth. You know, they've got 35 sacks in nine games. That's almost a four-sack per game pace. What they did schematically in this last game against a guy who has a lot of trouble seeing color, and what I mean by that uniform color in front of him and mm-hmm. shifting around, um, McDonald, everything he did from a scheme perspective mm-hmm. worked in this game. So they, 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 they rushed five eight times, 2.8 yards per play. They had five off-ball blitzes. They got 3.0 yards per play on that. They had 13 stunts across 10 plays. 0.7 yards per play on those, six simulated pressures, half a yard per play on those plays, and six times they used multiple elements of deception, negative 1.7 yards per play. So everything they did from a schematic basis worked in this game. Uh, you know, McDonald is is really getting pretty close to a 
lock to be a head coaching candidate. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. not this year. Yeah. Probably within the next two. And, and I'm happy for him, but I'm not. You know me. <laughs> would you, uh, Rob, would you uh, go to McDonald now and try and make him a deal like Eric DaCosta has for a five-year replacement, had to have a five-year replacement plan for Harbaugh, say? Ooh. I have enough right now. I've seen enough. I'd say 100% yes. I think th- I think that guy's brilliant. Okay. I do. How about you, Ed? I do, too. Yeah. So you, I, you ramp yeah. him up somehow in salary to Harbaugh's salary over five years, so it should be very hard to not make him the head coach at that point. And I think that's I think that's what they did for DaCosta, too, as he was about to take over yeah. for Newsom. Yeah, but you had one. When they did it for DaCosta, guys, you had the GM in front of him approving that. Yeah. You're essentially replacing the coach right under his nose. Right. So Harbaugh would have to – I mean, I'm not saying he has to approve it, but you're going to have some dissension if – I'm not on board with this. Ozzy was 100 percent on board with this. Yeah. Ozzy was 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 the ringleader in this. That's also the difference. His guy. Well, yeah. yeah, it was his guy. Yeah, he, 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 he raised them professionally. Raised speaking. Cleveland. So Harbaugh's only 61 years old. Uh, so maybe he doesn't want to leave at 66. And, so. and and also, you know, when you're in the locker room with these guys, how much power are you losing when these guys know, hey, this guy's gonna replace you anyway? I'm not listening to you. I don't know. I don't know. Made a little, a little dissension. World is stupid at eight thirty. Don't go anywhere. Kim McCusick's not done. We got more questions for him. And you know what he has? Answers. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kim McCusick's joining us in studio, Film Study Baltimore. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. And Kim, we talked about the uh, mania that is Mitchell right now, but my man Gus Edwards, five carries... Um, they ran the ball what forty something times on Sunday. How can they get more carries to Gus Edwards, or is that in the plan? Is he just the guy that's going to get carries down by the goal line? Well, I mean, first of all, the f- five carries and getting him a, a week off really nice thing because Edwards had that toe problem at right. the beginning of the week. So it's, I think it was really a good thing to get him a week off, uh, or, or you know, with a, with a lower carry load. You know, everybody's carries may be a little bit challenged by Mitchell coming in. I, he's not going to carry the ball nine times in this next game, not right. unless he fumbles the first two. Uh, so. What about the um, – I'm so impressed with the secondary, but everybody's focused on Gino because he's such a good story. Mm-hmm. 
how do you like chart the progress of Kyle Hamilton this year? Like, well, I think that they're still trying to figure out where he'll help the team more, or they know when they can't put him there. And here's 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 what is is happening right now. So they they for the first time this year they were really challenged to decide where to play Hamilton this last game. So they played a combination of big nickel where he's up in slot and Worley's on the back end, or standard nickel where he's a, he's at uh, strong safety. And Mollette is is right. up at slot corner, and this week Mollette had a pretty bad game. He gave up a thirty five yard pass down the right sideline, and uh, he and another eighteen yard pass as well for for, for that matter. Uh, I think that ultimately, when Williams comes back, and possibly before then, using Worley, they'll go to Hamilton as the full time slot again. Uh, he think he just makes more plays up front, um, and, and the decision I think really has to be made largely by where can they make him a superstar. But Geno Stone has really changed that narrative this year. I thought he was kind of the the tail wagging the dog to decide to get Geno Stone on the field and, yeah. and maneuvering Hamilton by that. But now Geno Stone. That's kind of why it's just so interesting back then now, and it wasn't an issue like two months ago. Mm-hmm. So the wide receiving core, I mean, we've talked a lot about Zay Flowers. Beckham finally gets in the end zone this weekend. Um, but what about Bateman? What did you see from him? Well, Bateman's been really good coming back for the football these last uh, couple of weeks and, and looked really good you know, basically on trust throws by the quarterback. But the two throws that were incomplete to him this last week were long overthrows. So neither time did Lamar put him in a position where he could go up and get the football, draw the pass interference call, or, or you know, he trusts him to knock that ball away and not uh, give up an interception on the play. So that was a little frustrating, I'm sure, for for him. And I also watching the game is just you know what overthrows don't do you a lot in the in the in the passing game like that. And they weren't forced overthrows in either case. Um, there were cases where he, he definitely had a chance to throw that up there. Uh, he comes back for the ball very well and came up short of the sticks a couple of times because of it. Not it wasn't his fault or anything. Those balls were thrown short of the sticks, but but it really is accentuated by how he comes back for the football and. Uh, I like him a lot. I, I I think he's ready to break out right now. I just wish he'd get a, a little more in the way of balls thrown up that Lamar trusts him to go get. Ken McCusick joins us, filmstudybaltimore.com. Ken, you, you watch that thing, all 22. Did you pick up anything versus this football team, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, that you didn't expect? The film reveals something to you uh, that's kind of out of character, positively out of character for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, let's see. They got a huge number of ample time and space opportunities. I think we talked about that already in right. terms of the offensive line. Um, you know, we talked about the pass rush a little bit. They certainly confused the heck out of the offensive line. They had a lot of continuity issues. That the, was positive. The thing I love about their defensive look also, Ken, I, I was on with, uh, with with Rick Ritter last night at WJZ. I compared to a pitcher with three, four pitches, mm-hmm. and he comes from the same arm angle every time. He throws strikes from that same arm angle. They line up the same way, and they show you so many different looks. I think that could rattle a quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So, so they've, they've been with two deep safeties. And that immediately discourages a lot of the deep passing period. But they do all sorts of different things out of that. They play matchup zone, meaning they play a different defense on different areas of the field, usually left and right, or against bunch formation is kind of the, the uh, uh, prototypical way to maybe think of that as, as how you play different zone rules on different sides of the field. Um, but they can. They can do a lot of things out of that, and they look the same, and it discourages a lot of different plays that are that uh, you know you can draw up as an offensive coordinator. What do you think happened in in Arizona? You have you you face a first place Lions team, you shellack them. First place Seahawks <laughs> team, you do the same. You fly it to Arizona, you win, but it was really like kind of a yeah. win. 
What kind do of win was it, Ed? <laughs> like that. Do you attribute any of that to all the travel they were doing, or just they laid an egg that day? You know, they, they I, I might, but then they had to travel back east from London, not take a bye week, and we're fine. They traveled to London. They, they, they managed their business. So I, I just, I don't I don't know that I can blame it on anything yeah. specifically in, in this particular case. It was a lousy day for Lamar when he had great pocket time. I mean, it just yeah. it really he comes did. down to it. It wasn't fantastic this game either, but he, but he was better. So a Cleveland team this weekend, defense looks outrageous. Um, you know, they, I don't know that you can take away from, I go back to the Seattle game where they allowed all those points in the first quarter and then locked in, almost won that game. Um, what do you make of this game coming up this week? Because we've already seen them once, but it's a vastly different team because of injuries. It's a little scary. And, and you know, the, the Browns are a four and a half point dog and Seattle is a five and a half point dog. So, you know, the, the gamblers certainly think that this is a tougher game for the Ravens. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with them. I don't think the the Ravens are necessarily in a position to have the answer at offensive tackle they need to have to stop Zadarius Smith and and uh, uh, Miles Garrett. So we'll see. The Browns will be missing their tackles, right? Right and left. Yeah, Jed Willis got hurt. Yeah, I think I, I think they're missing their bookend tackles for this game. So if that scheme's working well. Maybe this is something where we we could see one of these high sack totals. But the offense is going to have to get it done against that great defense. Yeah. Ken McCusick, Film Study Baltimore. Tell folks around why Film Study Baltimore is so important. Well, thanks, Rob. Yeah, Film Study Baltimore. Uh, the articles are out there. The defensive articles out there now with a lot of information on the most dominant Ravens wins ever. Has a top 11. I couldn't trim it any further than that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's the fun thing this week. There you go. You do top 11. We do top three as an Ed and Jeremy's top three. That's at 845. But on the other side is Jeremy Khan's World of Stupid. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... Gonna have some fun here. We'll talk about a New Jersey elementary school janitor that uh, was contaminating kids' food. Tell you what he was putting in it. Also, um, you're gonna hear a story about an angry neighbor that's upset about their cat. And I want you to hear the sound of it and see whose side you're on. I think I know whose side you will be on. And Ed, a Florida man cited for driving an illegal. We've all seen the Border Patrol trucks. Mm-hmm. He changed up the name. It's the Booty Patrol truck. He's going around Florida, apparently getting in a little bit of trouble. That's coming up in the world of stupid here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, Florida man going to Florida. How about this? Florida man cited for driving an illegal booty patrol truck it was made out to look like the border patrol truck so if you guys remember how that looks the design yeah. of it and the lettering with it has like the green stripe and the blue lettering on the side and it says booty patrol in green instead of border patrol uh, so the florida man was cited this week for driving a truck that was painted similar look at the border patrol vehicle reading booty patrol the driver was pulled over sunday and cited under a law that deals with 
prohibited vehicle lights that resemble those of law enforcement or other officials in the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office. Um, on Monday, the Sheriff's Office posted a photo of the truck on social media to raise awareness about people impersonating authorities. The truck had red and blue lights and had been seen in several counties. And the guy goes, his, his statement was, I thought this was a free country. It is. It's a great job he did, though, in his truck. Booty patrol. It looks just like their vehicles, except it clearly says booty, not border. You think he gets out with the uh, FBI shirt that says female body inspector on it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Forever bothering Italians. <laughs> this, is, this is a silly story. Like, why? What why? movie was that from? What? What movie was that from? Uh, what in the movie? Uh, it was a saying in Brooklyn. I know that. Uh, <laughs> like... But this is just silly. You guys run into stuff like this all the time with people in, no. like, because I know people would take old cop cars. Yes, that that and but not impersonating with yeah. them. Yeah, I had a guy impersonating a uh, high-ranking naval officer. Really? Yeah. Is that like a stolen valor thing, or was he trying? Yeah, the whole unit. We had everything. He was posed, and we caught him because he was in the USO. Cause there was a USO center there. We were going for coffee, and someone figured out that he was not the real deal. So, and they were, Naval Intelligence showed up. They were pretty interested in this stuff. I think the Booty Patrol truck should play like a song, like the ice cream truck. Like, it's booty time, booty time across the USA. No, no, it's booty be. time, booty time. Yeah. You know, I just thought you know, of something. They should be booty, 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 booty rocking, rocking everywhere. everywhere. What's that? Every one of my stories ends up with a woman in it. The <laughs> Naval officer? <laughs> yeah. End up going out the intelligence officer. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you, Eddie. Who would have thunk it? Eddie. The only woman I've ever met is really, her name was really Dora. Uh, Eddie gets more tail than a toilet seat. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the next story. Why did he just sound like Rossi the Snowman? <laughs> That's Jimmy what I had Durant. in my mind. <laughs> Let me tell you about the magic hat Eddie put on when he went into a bathroom stall with some young girl. At least he was wearing a hat. Yeah. It was a Jimmy hat. <laughs> All right. Oh. Sorry. That's New- what I was going for. That, yeah, me too. I just wanted to be clear with that. New Jersey elementary school janitor arrested after allegedly filming himself contaminating kids' food with feces and bleach. Ugh. I, they should just hold this guy down and punch him in his face oh as many God. times as they can. I mean, this is just disgusting. A New Jersey elementary school janitor has been uh, accused of filming himself, again, putting... All- and just- filmed himself doing it. Yes. Uh, according to an affidavit... This was uh, Elizabeth Moore School in Upper Deer, uh, Deerfield Township. Giovanni Impelazari. It's on me. I'm going to put a poo in your food. No, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I'm sorry. When I heard the name, I'm like, wait for it. <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of vowels. Anyway. It, it, <laughs> Impelazari's grotesque alleged actions were said to include spraying bleach into a container of cucumbers. Wiping his anus, penis, and testicles and spitting saliva on kitchen utensils and bread, Ew. which authorities said was likely used to prepare food and serve to children at the place of employment, the school, and um, <clears throat> masturbating and urinating on pillows and kitchen towels, or kitchen bowls, excuse me. Just dude, man. Just, well, like, why? Like, what do you, I don't, you know what, I don't, I don't even know. Let me give you two more stories, because I want to play this sound, and the sound's really short. Uh, how about this girl that had her boyfriend's named uh, name? I think it's Kevin. What is it? Is it Kevin? It is. Yes, it's Kevin tattooed on her forehead. 
And it's not like she she's not an ugly girl or anything. And I don't know why somebody would want this. Is it a power trip for guys to say, yeah, I made her do it? She got her boyfriend's name tattooed, like, in big letters across wow. her forehead. What's she getting tapped? Oh, my gosh. But, like, why? She's a pretty girl. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like, I don't even care if she was an ugly girl. Like, why? <laughs> Can someone? Anyone? It's just straight. Like, I mean, if you want to, I mean, you got things for foreheads, just. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave this one alone. <laughs> I just wanted to show you that. Kevin tattooed right on her forehead in big, big letters. I hope he dumped it right after that. Oh, my God. Is she, who? I mean, if your name's not Kevin, can you date her after that? So would you want to walk around and say, I'm Bill. Who the hell's Kevin? It's on her forehead. It's just dumb. Let me play you this sound. You don't have to leave the evidence. I mean, come on. So I love this sound that I'm getting ready to play for you guys. About 30 seconds. It's an upset neighbor because their cat keeps going into their neighbor's yard. They're not up. It's not. The people aren't upset that the cat is coming into their yard. They don't care. They like the cat. They've kind of befriended it. It like sleeps on their car. It so lays out on the sun. About? So the neighbors are upset saying basically that they should tell the cat to go home because it's not their cat. And then he has a specific name that he calls the guy at the end that I really, really want you to hear because I can't stop laughing about this because I would have never even thought of this. But here's the sound of the angry people. I just want to be clear. You're upset because we made friends with your cat. You're unreasonable people. You're holding our cat. Go in your yard and say, Mercury. Go home. Don't come in our yard anymore. She they will want not listen. To... She's a cat. She doesn't speak English. She's a cat, dude. Really? Okay. All right. Well, we'll have the police department figure it out. Absolutely. Okay. Great idea. Right. Cat pervert. <laughs> I have done. I've done nothing to bring the cat. I've done nothing to bring the cat. Pervert. What the hell? By the way, like the police have nothing better to do than come over and say, sir, you're stupid. Your cat went in their yard. They're not complaining. What are you complaining about? Leave your cat in the house and it can't go in their yard. Cat pervert. Cat cat pervert? That's the response? Jeremy, the video that you that you had me pull the sound from, that's not the original video. It's not? So that's the sound taken and put over a different video. I watched the entire thing. It's even more unhinged than you think it is. Oh, really? This dude like, has like a... A balding head, but it, like long hair on the side, like a, a long beard. Yeah, like a long Love beard, it. and it, it it's like a minute and a half long. That's unreal. Cat mm. pervert. Cat pervert. Like who does that? Because your cat's going in their yard. Like we've had some. Ed, do you want to talk about any of your neighbors and see if you run into them in the building at any point? You don't have any cat perverts in your building, do you? <laughs> no. Maybe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call it a cat. <laughs> but like. In all seriousness, you, you would expect the neighbor who the cat keeps coming in their yard to get upset, but they've been nice to the cat. I love what he says. All you have to do is say, Mercury, go home. And he just says, the cat doesn't speak English, sir. That's your world of stupid. <laughs> Thank cat you pervert. 410 That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Rockabaco joins us at 9 o'clock. We will recap our week nine picks at 9.30. But on the other side, it's the top three. Ed Norris, Jeremy Kahn's NFL top three up next on the fan. Go, Joseph. Go, Joseph. <laughs> well, each and every place with the mic in his hand. Now, 845 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Cat Show. Cat pervert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Ed and Jeremy's top three. 
Somebody said, why do you choose top three, not top five? Because it makes it's it more difficult. Exactly. It's more difficult to choose three. Anybody can choose five. You got to really look know what you're doing and know what you're watching to pick three. And Ed and Jeremy know what they're doing and know what they're watching. So I gave him three. Ed, who's number three for you this week? The uh, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are number three. Mm-hmm. What a game. The them and the Dallas Cowboys came down to the wire. Yeah. Defensive stop at the end. Listen, for those of you that want to dog Dak Prescott, that was not a Dak Prescott fault game. Not at all. Um, you get rid of an offensive coordinator because he doesn't run the football more. You get rid of a running back because he had a more explosive running back. Neither one of those things is happening this year. Who's number two? Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chiefs. Chefs. Good googly move. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I just think, you know, they're, they're still the Chiefs, man. And that defense is a lot tougher than I remember it. And so they not only have Pat Mahomes and Kelsey and Pacheco and – Defense is really good. They really paint brush slapped the Dolphins, didn't they? They sure did. Yeah. Sure did. And, yeah. who's, and who's the number one team? I think your Baltimore Ravens are the number one team. I really, I firmly believe this. I think it's the best defense in the league. <laughs> I think they've got a, you know, one of the better offenses. It's not as good as the defense. But if you have a, you know, the number one or two defense, arguably, whatever way you want to, whatever you want to point to, a top ten offense. I think you you have a really well balanced team, and I think that's what's showing. And it, and they're making quick work of some of the best teams in the league. You you have two first place teams, and nobody scored a touchdown on you. That's just pretty. That's pretty amazing. Now, how is Jeremy Kahn going to say this when he's do this when he already clearly said there is no number one team in the National Football League? I wonder how he's going to do this. Well, he's going to have thirty one number ones, uh, thirty two number ones. No, I'll go three to one. All right, who's number three? Number three is a team that nobody's going to have in their top three. Who? They didn't play this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags. Now, the, the Jags, Jags, I don't have the Chiefs in my top three. And let me preface this by saying they would be four on this list. The Chiefs did beat the Jags in week two. That was at home. Ultimately, my concern with Kansas City is I don't know what's going on with their offense. Their defense looks amazing right now. Spagnuolo's done a masterful job with them. I, their offense is so questionable to me. I don't think people are not even talking about it. They barely scored two touchdowns against the Dolphins in Germany. They didn't do anything in the second half. They had a defensive score. Uh-huh. I'm worried about their offense. So I didn't put them in the top three this week. Mm-hmm. Num- right. Number the- two, mm-hmm. I got the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are number two? Yeah, number two. Number two. Now, Who's number two? Well, that's you know, we get to it. Great defensive team. <laughs> offense is clicking. Uh, very easily could be the number one team. Who does number two work for? And right. uh, But I, I look at them, and I do think they are the best team in the AFC. And who's the number one team in, in the NFL? Well, this is what I mean. I don't think they're the best team in football, but you are what your record says you are. You're 8-1. You're you're dominating your division. You just had a big win over a, um, a division rival. I'm giving it to the Eagles. I do have questions about them. I think their secondary is a little slow. Um, their, their corners got banged up, and there's not a lot of depth there, so we'll have to see what's going on with that. But right. I do think that uh, even with Bradbury and, and the rest of that group, Slay, I think they can be had through the air, but you're ultimately worried about their pass rush as well. So mm-hmm. that's why I thought the Cowboys would be one of those teams that could beat them. They didn't get it done. Well, they actually should have. I think they should have. They, they had should've. multiple opportunities. So uh, that's I had the Eagles at one. Again, you know, like I don't have a problem with what Ed did and putting the Ravens at one, even though the Eagles have a better record. The re- the schedules aren't equal. And then, you know, you're watching games. We just watched a week where the Eagles barely won or held on and won, and the Ravens utterly dominated a, a top yeah. team in the NFC. There you go. Good stuff. 410-583-1057. Let's go. Let's pull back the curtains. 
You think the Jaguars right now are a better team than the Chiefs? Yes, I do. Why is that? Because I think they're more complete. Um, the win that they had against the Steelers when they were going into the bye week, especially when uh, Trevor Lawrence was questionable. Remember, he was banged up. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. went on the road and won that game. I just think that's a – and most people won't look at it. I think that's a signature win, much like when I looked at Seattle beating Arizona after turning the ball over three times. They found a way to win against a bad team when you didn't have your best stuff. And uh, Jacksonville did that. They went on the road and dominated the Steelers. I just think they're a very good team. I don't know what's going on with Calvin Ridley, but if they can stay healthy, I think that's a scary team that maybe this isn't their year, but a team we should be looking a little bit more at that we haven't talked enough about. Jacksonville's got talent across the board. Yep. And why, in your opinion, do you think Jacksonville is not as good as the Chiefs? The Chiefs. Um, Probably uh, historical bias. Okay. Okay. I mean, to be honest with you, I just I still think of the Chiefs as the Chiefs, and I keep trying to not. I keep waiting for them to take a step back. And they may have the offense has not been great, but the defense has really come around, um, and that's probably why. And, and the fact is, I don't see Jacksonville play that often. The Chiefs run every week. You can see the Chiefs anytime you want to see the Chiefs. I don't see the Jaguars play very often at all. Look, when I was in the police force, my chief he drove a Jaguar. So if he's driving around a Jaguar, then that clearly has to mean that the Chief is better than the Jag. So that's why I put them in my top tree. Are you hurt? No. I'm reaching. You pull a muscle. I try to. You, you, you reach badly. <laughs> so now, no, wait a minute. I'm not done. What do you mean? You, you had, do your, you had your time. You no, had your time. You didn't do anything. You, I am. I'm asking the questions now, Ed. These questions. Now, he has the Eagles number one. You only have number two. You got a number three. Why is that? Well, because I think they should have lost to the Cowboys. I mean, I know they won the game. I got it. Um, and I think the quarterback has been nursing an injury all year, and I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to, you know, sustain this. And that's it. Because I, I, I really don't go by, you know, you are what your record says you are. If we did that, this would be an easy exercise. Um, I think they're a very good team. I think they got a, you know, a great pass rush. But you know who's got more sacks this year? The Ravens. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that they're – they're not having the season that they had when they had 70 sacks. Um, and I said they were a very good team. And and this is so close. You could actually probably, you know, interchange any of the people at the top four we just talked about. It's just a matter of, you know, the kind of an eye test with me. And I agree with Jeremy. The, the, the fact that it's a top three instead of a top five makes it even more difficult. Jeremy, go ahead. You were about to say something. No, I'm just saying when you look across the board, like what's going to happen with San Francisco? Are they going to figure it out or – you know, now we get to see him with Chase Young, too, and it sounds like he's excited. Um, you know, in the NFC, there's not many teams to talk about. The Lions would be the other one that would probably bounce into that conversation a little bit. Um, but, you know, after you watch them get beat up by the Ravens, eh, I'm sure some people are still questioning that a little bit. So that's why you're not going to see them in the top three. And then when you look at the AFC, there's a lot of good teams. They're all just like, would I have had an issue if somebody said, hey, I think Cincinnati's figured it out. Joe Burrow is now back under center. He looks good. Um, so now they're going to become a problem. So that's a team that might wind up in your top three at some point this season. Yeah, I, I think it's a great exercise to do. I, I like. It seems like you two never have the same picks every well, you, week. I make him go first, so we don't. Oh, so you sometimes <laughs> come off the top of the noggin. It's <laughs> like, why don't you just copy my picks in the pool? Because. I don't know what the, all these X's mean that Joe put on my, my sheet here for all the games I got wrong <laughs> this week. This is a bad week for me. It was a horrible week for you, and I love it. Shut up, bro. I love you it. You don't know. Nobody has the Cowboys. 
in the top. You you think the Cowboys should have won Sunday, mm-hmm. which means is. they would have a two loss season. Yeah. So why not include them if you think they should have won? Because they didn't. Okay. I mean, it's just it. They didn't win, and I got to be the Eagles' credit with that. You know, they they held them out of the end zone with that. You know, that stupid knee on the one six inch line, whatever it was. But yeah. it, it happened. So I mean, what are you gonna do? Let's go to Baltimore and get Rashawn. What's up, Rashawn? Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm all right. Listen, man, this is my top three right here. I'm going to go to Chiefs number one, Ravens two, Jaguars three. Now, Chiefs number one, like... Ravens two, Jags three. Okay. All right. That's how a Cowboy fan don't like the Eagles. Listen, the Eagles, I know they only got one loss, man, but they're a fluke. They lost to the Jets. They almost lost to the Commanders. And they should have lost to the Cowboys, man. You know, so I, I don't believe in the Eagles at all. You know, and I, I would have put the Lions in there, but I don't believe in the Lions either. So I don't believe a lot of these NFC teams, man. I think all of them flukes in. The Ravens have, like, you know, shown that the past couple of weeks when all these top NFC teams have came to Baltimore and got beat down. So, you know. I like how we get to talk to about the NFC on Tuesdays, but we don't talk about them on Mondays. See, okay, if that's the case, then, <laughs> if the Ravens have made these teams look like flukes, then how come the Ravens aren't number one then? Yeah. Uh I mean, you can't just go against the Chiefs, man. Defending. Why can't you? Know, I did. I didn't so. put them in my top three. Why can't you go against them? They, they have went. They have wins. They have a loss against the Lions. The Ravens destroyed the Lions. The other oh, ones are the be- Bears, the Jets, the Vikings, the Broncos, and they lost to the Dolphins. The Broncos again. And they won and lost to. They barely so they, beat the Jets. Yeah. See, listen, you know what? I, I didn't want to be a homer like Kai and them and Trippy and all them and, and put the Ravens number one, though. So, you call you know, me a homer? They call it as you see it, Rashawn. <laughs> see, you lose credibility when you're afraid to call it like you see it. Yeah, you don't get the take. There should be no. These guys shouldn't be catching strays from you right now. Hello? <laughs> Trippy does not want to catch a stray from you taking shots at him. Come on, man. And Joe, Trippy told me to remind you that he was on hold yesterday. Daily line you know at 9.15 with Jeremy Cobb. But on the other side, we're talking some baseball. Rock and Baco from MassiveSports.com on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 